y'all. Welcome to season two of the podcast. Join me, Christy. And Brittany. And Meg. And Bailey. As we continue to navigate life together. So grab a chair and get comfy because there's plenty of room at our table. Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us today. Don't forget you can follow us on all major platforms like Apple and Google and our website, converseandcrowns.com. There you can sign up for our newsletter and it's sent out the first Wednesday of every month. You can also follow us on Instagram at hey y'all underscore the podcast. So be sure to like and share. So what's the yummies y'all? Well, Bailey found these really cool um, tahini bars that we... (laughs) Did you say tahini? That we tried, um, but it was, they were, they were small. They were. We, we, we tried pieces of them. We, we did. Shared them. There were different flavors. If you know what tahini paste is, or if you've ever had <laughs> hulva, look, some of us are well-rounded. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> I was just going to say, we had two different flavors. We had pistachio and chocolate. And chocolate. But if you've ever had like halva, like the Middle Eastern dessert, it's basically that in bar form. Because halva comes like a container and you eat it with a spoon, so you can't take it with you. So rush out now and buy it before it's all gone. (laughs) Take it with you to Tahiti. (laughs) Oh my word. Okay, today we are talking about something that um, I feel like has come up a lot just in conversation, but also... um, truthfully in in life of this idea of are you just saved or are you spirit filled because those are two totally different things the bible talks about that but are you just going through life just being saved like you got your got out jail free card or are you spirit filled and um Angela Thomas Farr, she has a great devotional that I'm doing right now on joy. And um, one of her quotes says, what if we saw the father's love in his eyes, Jesus, our savior at his right hand, the Holy Spirit interceding for us day and night, praying for us by name, never ceasing. How would that change things for you? Like if we truly viewed the magnitude of what it means to be a child of God, how would that change how we function in our daily lives? And, um, There are several verses in the New Testament, a lot of times from Paul, because, you know, Paul likes to call people out, where he he says, like in 1 Corinthians, you know, I gave you milk, not solid food, because you weren't ready for it, and you're still not ready for it. He gets kind of sassy sometimes um, of this, like, you're still living as an infant. You haven't grown. You're not, truthfully, and we'll kind of get into this, accessing the power that you have if you are spirit-filled. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's kind of where we're going from today, kind of our I don't know, starting off point. Um, I kind of broke it down into like ways that we can be spirit filled and ways that I've seen and then ways that I struggle. Um, I think we probably would all agree that there's ebbs and flows to it. Um, I think there are some seasons where it's just hard. Um, you don't feel spirit filled. You don't want to be spirit filled. Maybe, um, you just want to make it through life and survive sometimes. Um, and so please don't hear this as a prescriptive fix all pill type thing. Cause that's not true, but it is what we're called to. And it is, you know, the, I think the hope that we have. So that's where we're going today. Um, okay. So, any thoughts on that before we just kind of dive in? 
Good job. We're good? Okay. Um, so, when I think of, like, spirit, one of the first things that comes to mind for me is the fruit of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And um, I once had a teacher say that it's the fruit of the spirit, not the fruits of the spirit. So you can't pick and choose which fruit you like um, because some of those I'm like, Shh, I got that. We're so good. And some of those I'm like, I, I don't like that one. I'll, I'll, I'll do something else. Thank you, though. Um, I'll pass that up at the buffet. Uh, but that that's not true, right? And so um, we really do have this, like, access um, if you haven't grown up in the church, um, you know, the Holy Spirit is a he, not it. Um, it, you know, when, when you talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, this is the person that you can speak to and, and intercedes for you. And, um, I think if you've never experienced that, that can be a scary and weird and creepy sounding thing. Um, but I think if you've been on the other side of it, it it's a big difference. So, um, freedom. What freedom do y'all feel like comes from being spirit-filled versus just saved? Like, saved is to know God mm -hmm. and, you know, his son Jesus. You know, trust in your heart that Jesus is Lord. You know, believe that God raised him from the dead. But if that's kind of where you stop, you, you've kind of missed, I think, a full life. So basically, saved is... I've walked in, down the aisle in front of the church and I've been baptized and I've got my ticket punched. Yeah, right. Yeah. Versus I have a daily quiet time. I have a... Right. This is part of my life. Mm -hmm. This is my life. Not even part of that. It. I think as you go along, I think it's one of those, I've, at least in my life, the more I get spirit filled, the more it permeates everything else. Yeah. Um, it's a hard issue. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, I think too with freedom, you could say you have the if you're saved versus spirit filled, you're the the freedom to have all of these ability to make all of these life choices, mm -hmm. but then to know which choices you actually yeah. need to be making for the betterment of yeah. you. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I know that so many people outside the church view, especially Christianity, but religion as a whole, as being very like binding and you have no fun and you were you know it's freedom would not be the first word used right and so in galatians i was gonna say galatians <laughs> okay good for it you say it no no, no no you go for it please i was just saying like this reminds me of yeah galatians, galatians. when we were talking about Galat we joke about it because we talked about it in bible fellowship for give, a, give us a five word summary of galatians you are free from the law <laughs> how many was that Six. That's good. Okay. okay I, close. Close I don't enough, do close that. Enough. Um, but yeah, that's what I was thinking with freedom is there's a specific part. It's the part that I taught. I don't remember mm -hmm. what chapter it was. It was towards the end where Paul says that, like chapter he's five. basically, yeah, yeah. like, um, you know, this is not a, you've punched your ticket and you're done now. Like he specifically, you know, goes into the fact that you are free from the law. You mm -hmm. are free from the bondage of the law and now you get to live and you get to like live in accord with me which is such freedom in retrospect yeah. to being tied to the law so right. um but he yeah specifically talks about that actually so um and i think like where there was the jewish law mm -hmm. you know back then and it was like so much a lot like laws yes and religion i think 
in modern times, it's freedom from like society almost or society's norms or mm-hmm. thought processes or whatever. Because a lot of times, like Brittany was saying, like the decisions that you make and stuff like that, you have so much freedom in that. And almost just the freedom to like say like, I'm okay that society is going to kind of shun me for making these decisions or doesn't understand that, like, I'm not, you know, doing something that everybody else would do, but this over here in the long run is more spirit-filled and is going to bring me more joy and more of the fruit of the spirit, you know, but it looks so different than what society would generally choose or walk that that's almost like the laws Mm -hmm. that... You know, they were saying that the Galatians were, you know. I mean, because there's a lot of people, a lot of very spirit-filled people who, for the American dream, seem almost in poverty. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they, to the world, they look like they lack so much. Mm-hmm. Yet, if you look at the spiritual side of things, mm-hmm. they have so much, mm-hmm. you know, and they are so fulfilled in that. But um, I think that that looks so different. Like it would almost look like somebody saying, I'm not, you know, I'm gonna eat this bread or I right. don't eat this pork or, yeah. right. you know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Paul says in Galatians, it's for freedom you've been set free. Right. Like, and not to re, he uses the word burden yourself. And I think sometimes, whether it's those decisions or, um, I mean, for me, the future, trying to figure things out, which we'll, we'll get into more of how the spirit plays into that. But, like, we do pick up burdens that aren't ours to mm-hmm. carry. And the spirit has released us from that. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not... You're not burdened with it. You're not obligated with it. Um, And I think a lot of times when religion, not relationship with Christ, but religion, um, feels very burdensome, burdensome? I have no idea if I said that correctly, but when it don't feel good is because um, you're you're more focused on that legalistic side or Mm -hmm. you you have some warped view of it, Mm -hmm. which is basically the whole letter to just read Galatians. Right. (laughs) Um, Because that's kind of a key. I mean, it just, man, you've been set free for a reason. Um, 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Like, we're told this over and over again, which tells me, one, that this is a human condition. Praise the Lord. That's not just us. Um, I think it was maybe when we did our, like, mission statements, Christy made the comment of you'll have to fight some battles more than once. And I think for some of us, that's very frustrating with like sin Mm -hmm. or just things we, even things that maybe aren't sin, just burdens Mm -hmm. that just feel like burdens. Um, And the Lord's like, no, like I I promise freedom. Um, And sometimes that requires letting go, (laughs) letting go of control, um, which we're not all great about. But I'm glad to know that they were struggling with it 2,000 years ago, too. (laughs) I like to know I'm not alone. (laughs) Typical Galatians. (laughs) You foolish Galatians. Um, (laughs) Everyone who has uh, been in our class is laughing as they listen to this. Um, Anything else about freedom? I think freedom, I put that first because it kind of, all the rest of it creates that 
freedom, I feel like. Yeah. Um, <coughs> one of the biggest to me, um, as I chose, because it, it, it's an intentional choice to live in the spirit, as I realized, like, um, I couldn't keep doing it the way I was trying to do, and that was probably, I don't know, five, six years ago now, um, that it's one of those, you hit rock bottom, and the Lord's like, we listening now? And I'm like, okay, yeah, now, now I'll listen. Um, was that there is so much power living in the spirit and we don't access, like Mm -hmm. we, we don't look for miracles anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't. And if they happen, we're going to explain them away. Like we, I think one would be terrified of them. Um, but like the power we actually have access to, um, you know, the old adage of you can say to that mountain, move, and it will move. Nobody believes that. But that's the power you have access to. Um, you know, the I think it was a couple episodes back, uh, Christy talked about that, you know, the ancient ways are still his I was ways. just fixing to yeah. say that, like, I mean, I've heard that for years and years and years, but, like, recently I've just decided I really, really like that name of God. Mm-hmm. Then. I think prior to that, I never really understood or, like, knew why, why would he be called Ancient of Days, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. But, you know, we could walk out and meet a donkey that talks to us right. today. Like, I mean, honestly, like... Bailey's dream. <laughs> but I mean, I'd be like, like, yes, Lord. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. I think, you know, there are still lots of miracles mm-hmm. um, happening in the world that mm-hmm. we just don't fully recognize or even if we like claim it i don't think we fully understand um the level of it the world has changed but god has not changed yes yeah Um, there is no modern god no no there is no no, like he is right period yeah that's the end of the yeah i mean like when he when he said his name and he introduced himself i am period Yeah. yeah and so like that is like just as applicable back to Abraham mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as it is to us. Like, whatever we need him to be, it's like, I am filling the blank. Like, oh, did you need me to be that? Oh, yeah. turns out I am. I am, exactly. You know, um, and we just forget those little pieces of it because, you know, that he is just so big and this mm-hmm. this whole faith journey and, and all is just so large that sometimes we forget the smallest pieces of it that make the biggest deal. That is um, true. I had a pastor years ago that said, don't lose the wow. And like how here in, especially in America, where there are so many bells and whistles and, you know, I mean, we're really unfazed by a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so we either miss stuff or it's not a big deal to, I mean, I think like we're not even missing miracles. We're just not getting them because we literally don't care to participate in them. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just we, what someone in a third world country or what someone 2,000 years ago would have experienced, I think in some ways they had less blinders on, yeah. you know, than we do. And less yeah. distractions. Yeah, less distraction. And it just, and like we are told um, in Ephesians that the Spirit will empower us. And I think most of us wouldn't know what to do with power if we were given and I mean I know at least a time in my life where I would have been like Lord please don't please do not empower me I don't want anything that's gonna rock the boat 
Um, and just, I don't know how many miracles and opportunities and stories the Lord allows us to be part of those things, but he doesn't need us. And if I'm going to be a brat and not participate, you know, um, which I have done, then he's going to do it a different way. And I've missed the blessing, not anybody else, you know, um, I don't know that just the power is one that in, in recent years has really stuck out to me as like, wow, like, yeah, I've kind I've kind of missed something. Um, another Angela Thomas quote, she said the one degree in this really got me. The one degree between carnal and spiritual is a choice. When we choose to keep Jesus at the center of our lives, the Holy Spirit is set free to work and fill our lives with spiritual things. When we keep Jesus on the shelf or off to the side of our lives, the Holy Spirit will be quenched, present but not working. We will become stale without power, operating in our weakness, not in the fullness of God. Um, And that, to me, was very convicting of like, yeah, I mean, like, if somebody, I know it's silly, analogy but we're in the south so it makes sense like if somebody was in your house and they were a guest or somebody you you said you cared about in your house and you just like push them over into a closet and was like I'll come back for you when I have time like who raised you like no you would never treat somebody like that you would treat people you didn't like better than that but that's what we do a lot of times well I mean (laughs) We just were talking about like how hot it is right here and like it's miserable it's even miserable inside we're all yes. currently like wiping our yes. sweat mustaches off yes, yes. inside Hot. and i'm up in here trying to cool everybody down but it's you know having access to that power and to the holy spirit is like having a thermostat but never going to change it right right you know that's a good this that is, is a good that's like, like a on the spot analogy yeah, mm-hmm. but like you know it i mean and it the thermostat changes the temperature in the room. Yes, physical, but you know, how comfortable you feel mm-hmm. and or how uncomfortable you feel or whatever. And that is I mean, essentially that's what the spirit is and mm-hmm. accessing that power and that freedom that, you know, your punched ticket has given you, like changes the temperature of your life and changes, mm-hmm. you know, how you how you feel. You know, and how at home you feel versus how uncomfortable you feel, you know, or whatever. I mean, it would be stupid for us to walk in on a day like today and be like, you know, how some of these, like, schoolhouses and stuff are like, we're going to light the thermostat Mm -hmm. up. You know, like, it is what it is all the time. It doesn't matter if it, you know, what the temperature is outside. But um, bottom line is, I mean, the Spirit calls us to what the temperature is outside around us. We should access him to change the temperature you know or what's going on within us that's a good analogy thank you because like i'm hot (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's so true that like how stupid would that be but like where our trust is without the word yeah (laughs) that's the problem right there is that our trust is supposed to be without Borders, yeah. and I don't like that because it doesn't fit my little box, and yeah. so I just am not gonna. Yeah. I mean, Francis Chan refers to, and he has a whole book. It's a great book if you've never read it, um, called "The Forgotten God," and it's about the Holy Spirit because people are real big on talking about Jesus and God, and they don't want a whole lot to do with the Holy Spirit. Heaven forbid you call it the Holy Ghost, 
Um, he is not something that anybody wants to deal with, and so they either ignore him, act like he is not there, and literally, Christ left saying, I'm leaving so that I can send, you know, the counselor, the comforter to you. And we're like, no, we don't want him, but thanks. Like, what? Um, and I say that as somebody who spent a long time ignoring yeah. the Holy Spirit in her life. Because... Um, it, I don't know. I thought it would be easier. In, in my mind, I thought it would be easier. Um, anything else about power that... Well, just her quote with it saying, like, you know, we'll become stale without power operating in our weakness. Like, think about just day-to-day -day life of having to yeah. function and all the things that we have day-to-day. -day and, like, having to do that with our own strength mm -hmm. and our own, like, is hard, mm -hmm. you know? So just just the power that you have just to even get through like simple things of yeah. your day, you know, that we're so blessed to have that power mm -hmm. because, you know, just operating in our weakness, that's, yeah. that's a tough place it to is. be. So when I had read her quote, I found um, a scripture, first Corinthians two, five, it says, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Mm -hmm. And I was, that resonated. Yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. That's yeah. good. I yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're done. Bye, y'all. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, that. Because I was like, I could use that for like every one of our yeah. topics. Basically. Yeah, I mean, yeah. copy paste. Yeah. Well, just when you feel overwhelmed, just mm -hmm. like take a step back and be like, okay, stop operating in your weakness mm -hmm. and yeah. let God. You know, yeah. like let God. Yeah. He wants to. But well, it's like and we're so busy trying to not let him. Right. Yeah. yeah, and and just in general, the realization of. You are the weakest link, right. even at your strongest. Absolutely. Right. There is nothing about mm -hmm. you that is ever going to get it right. You know, um, putting yourself in the right place. Mm -hmm. like That's true. You know, you, you are the weak link. Yes. And what she says of, it's a choice. Mm -hmm. And it's a oh, daily yeah. choice. Absolutely. Um, if you are waiting, I think maybe that's how I got to that moment of hitting her up. Um, like, I just, the spirit will act. The spirit will work in my life. And the spirit was like, girl, you ain't moving. You, like, me, yeah. you are causing problems. Move. Um, and, you know, getting to that point of for me to take the next step, for me to make the next decision, I've got to have you, Lord. I, I, I can't do it. Um, and if you've ever been to that place, it is not a fun place to be. But it is one that will revolutionize the way you look at everything. Um, it will change your next faith moment. When we talked about like Ebenezer Stones, I think a lot of times some of those are set up in very deep, 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 deep valleys that we have. Um, but getting to that moment of like, not just like, I think of power as like big and like muscular, or whatever, but like, no, like to take a step, I need it, mm -hmm. this guy come from you. Mm -hmm. um, I remember last year when I was having like, some major health stuff before it kind of bounced out a little bit sitting at my desk one morning doing my devotion and I couldn't focus on it and all I could think was Lord if I'm gonna get through this day is by your power and yours alone because if it's up to me I must sit here and not move the kids won't get in the classroom because I can't open the door like I can't get there mm -hmm. um and there have been times I think all of us have experienced where you're like only by God you know I mean so um, with that, though, the next, um, like, area is hope. Like, 
And once again, it was hard for me to put any of these topics in order because I'm like, well, the hope comes because of the freedom that you have, because of the power, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like the Lord meant it all to work together. Who knew? Um, I think there was a Galatians. plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Galatians knew. Yeah, Galatians knew. Um, but the hope that we have from having the Spirit. Um, Romans fifteen thirteen says may the god of hope he is a god of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the holy spirit see why i had trouble organizing it um yes because that's all of the above um but it's true like we are meant to have hope we are not meant to be hopeless we are not meant to um dread this world which is really hard sometimes looking at the news uh to dread this world until we get called home you know um and i think sometimes i live in that more than anything um i feel i don't know i sometimes live like i have hope for salvation but my hope for getting through this week oh that's on me and like that's not true um, it doesn't mean, hope doesn't mean that the world's going to be perfect. And we've talked about it in our Bible fellowship before. Hope is not um, the way the world views, views faith, the like blind faith or blind trust or anything like that. That is not biblical hope. Um, it is based on something and someone, three someones. Um, but yeah, it's just that, I don't know. I almost, I'm trying to think of a way to word this well. Sometimes the hope that I get just from the peace that the Lord, which peace too, uh, that the Lord gives is almost like oxygen. Does that make sense? Like when you feel like you are drowning, if you've ever um, tried to hold your breath underwater or, what, or hold your breath, go. if you're from around here, going through the tunnel in Mobile, yes. you hold it from one side to the other. Because if you always, don't, you won't get married. Oh, was that the? That's the deal. Oh, oh, I thought your wish just wouldn't. I thought your that, wish I thought it was a wish. True. I'd never heard that. Oh dear! Oh, well, so that is that your wish? Lot. No, no. <laughs> I just my grandmother used to say that, but I used to always hold my breath. Yeah, but here yeah I, I always tried. As a grown woman going to visit my friend, I hold my breath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry. Anyways, all of that to say, one apparently we have problems, but um, like when you where your lungs are just burning and you just in that like influx of like air when you you finally breathe in um for me that's what hope feels like sometimes like when you feel so overwhelmed and like you are drowning that like big breath you get to take um and i don't i don't know that's just i think it's just like the bedrock of peace Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. um like that any peace that i have is because i have Mm -hmm. A hope um, and it usually is tied to like that bigger hope you know yeah. of um, eternal life mm-hmm. um, but you know I guess I could stand to recognize it mm-hmm. in those like smaller moments um, which is the difference you know essentially in what we're talking about is is bringing that down to an everyday level that you're living yeah. from so that you're, you know, you have that hope and, you know, God cares just as much about my next decision, um, you know, 
God cares just as much about our next conversation on this podcast right. as he does, you know, making sure that, you know, I don't know, uh, next week it's fine. Yeah, you know, right. or whatever, like. What seems so trivial to us, I think because we are really bad about viewing God from a human perspective. We think he has a limited amount of time or resources or care to Mm -hmm. go around. Attention. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so sometimes we act like, well, he's too busy with the prayers going up in the ICU to listen to us talk about this, like Mm -hmm. what we're going to do with this podcast or, you know, whatever, finding a lost cat or, you know, whatever the... You know, the case may be, but that's not true. I mean, he knows the hairs on our head. He cares about, you know, they say, uh, um, uh, was a bird cannot, a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice. Um, and that, that's true. And I think sometimes, um, we get off and we forget, I don't know, that he's the, the God of all creation that made all this is also in control of your every day. Yeah. Um, That's just, should create a lot of hope. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's just a perspective. I have to like, Mm -hmm. when I just feel super overwhelmed, like you were saying, like drowning, like it's almost like I have to take a step back and be like, wait, like ultimately you do have hope, like kingdom perspective. Right. right, (laughs) Like ultimately like this too shall pass, you know, and that to me, the whole, this too shall pass is hope because Mm -hmm. at some point, it will pass. You because know? we have that experience from knowing exactly. it did before. Exactly. We were at a low point before. Exactly. We had the hope. And then worked. Right. We made it through. Right. We will do it again. Right. Hope is such a perspective thing. I don't know it. For me. Like, I have yeah. to. But I have to, like, physically be like, okay, you're fine. Like, it will be fine. <laughs> you know, like, it's, yeah. it's that type thing. Yeah. But. It, like, on that point, um, I heard this week, you know, somebody said, like, Jacob and wrestling with God, you know, like he wrestled, he, I mean, and he was not done wrestling until God released him. Right. You know, um, but like even us all those years later, looking back at that story, we have a hope knowing that it will be released, you know, like, and there will be, um, a time when like we're able to, move past mm-hmm. this and that there's hope in that hope you know that, yeah. like that this too shall pass like these these trials will end yes sometime. greatest words ever <laughs> um we sang today the goodness of god and you know romans 8 that we believe god works everything together for our good and that does not always feel true mm-hmm. which is why your emotions cannot guide <laughs> you for those of us who are emotional um, Emotions are not truth. No. Yeah, they aren't. And, like, that that's part of that hope. Like, you know, ultimately, that God's plan is working together. He has not forgotten. He didn't just look down and went, oh, gosh, what's going on over there? Yeah. And I think sometimes, I mean, I know I've prayed prayers where I'm like, excuse me, Lord, are you paying attention to what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like as if he has not known about this since the dawn of time um you know stomping stomping my foot I'm so mad but yeah it's just I don't know the oxygen that's just how I've recently seen it of just it it's what you know keeps me going I guess um 
wisdom and discernment actually the the verse i have listed is part of um what pastor david preached on today because <laughs> of course when that works it out. is it always works out that way um but it's from colossians and it says for this reason since the day we heard about you we have not stopped praying for you we continually ask god to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. Um, wisdom and discernment are two of the things I pray for probably the most if you look through my prayer journal. Um, because there was a time in my life when I didn't and I thought I was so smart and I was going to do it my way and um, that worked really well and so I decided we tried the Lord's way um, and if you have ever truly experienced the Lord giving you like peace about a decision or discernment or just I mean everything from when you meet someone being like mm, like some of us our discernment's a little bit higher than others some of us have that gift (laughs) um but you will never want to make a decision without the lord again like well and such wisdom and discernment comes with how in tune you are mm -hmm. with Lord. how in tune Mm -hmm. is your heart with his heart you know i mean that's you have to be like matched up there for that to work you know um you can't just be like lord you know guide me in this decision when you haven't opened your bible in six months you know um you have to be so in tune with him for you know to hear him in those things Mm -hmm. but um, yeah your heart has to have the ears and the eyes Mm -hmm. that are in tune Mm -hmm. with the kingdom perspective more or less right and we're told to ask um keep asking yeah keep asking it like if you've ever read that verse in matthew is an action verb it says so it says ask it will be but the reality is the translation is keep asking um and we're told to ask for wisdom Mm -hmm. and discernment and um i love gideon he is one of my favorites of the old testament because when he was told to do something he was unsure of himself so he started asking he was like okay, Lord, you say do this. I got some questions, <laughs> which is exactly how I would have been. And and he asked questions, and he asked the Lord to clarify, and he asked for direction. And yes, at some point he had to make a decision to move, but the Lord is not going to chastise us for, for asking. Um, when you're truly asking because you want to make sure you're, you know, doing what you're, you're supposed and to be doing. He's not a God of confusion. No. Like, he doesn't want you to be confused. Like... He wants you to mm-hmm. ask you yeah know? um and i have found personally the times in my life when i have not wanted to ask about stuff or when i have strayed away from that conversation it's because i i knew that the lord's answer wouldn't line up whether that was in college guys that i was going out with you know it wasn't the answer it, you were yeah to hear. so i so i just didn't ask you already you knew know? the answer yes. yeah i knew the answer um and that's kind of a good like indicator Mark, um, if there are certain areas that you don't want to, uh, you know, ask for wisdom and discernment, those are probably the areas you need to ask for wisdom and discernment. Um, and, and pray it over your friends and your family. That's something I pray. There are several people in my life I pray wisdom and discernment over them pretty much every day. Um, because one, 
I love them, and I want them to have wisdom and discernment, but two, their wisdom and discernment also affects me. Mm-hmm. So I would personally like them to have their ideas coming from the Lord and not from whatever emotions, baggage, whatever we all carry around. Um, and so I don't know. That to me is just, I think sometimes we feel guilty asking. Mm-hmm. Almost like, and I know that religion does this sometimes where you feel like well if I have to ask like clearly I didn't pay enough attention Mm -hmm. or I wasn't I don't know enough so like you almost feel guilty asking could you feel like the kid in class who's having everybody's gotten the math problem right and you don't know how to do it and you don't want to ask because you feel like you're gonna look stupid the Lord does not treat us like that so if you need to know ask I mean he will he will give it to you. You might not like it, what the answer is, <laughs> but think, he will answer it. Yeah, I think on the wisdom, too, an important point that Pastor David made today was, you know, a lot of times we get bogged down in, like, well, I need to go do this Bible study, and I need to use this tool, and mm-hmm. I need to do, mm-hmm. you know, kind of be a part of this class or, you know, things like that. And, you know, what he said was the only literal word of God like has all of that for us like you do not have to personally go out and seek this extra knowledge Mm -hmm. to literally gain wisdom and discernment um you know just just reading what is within those two letter covers Mm -hmm. um and in a heart that is asking for that and looking for that is more than enough and Mm -hmm. your knowledge will be increased along with your wisdom your discernment and you know all of that Mm -hmm. um but i think a lot of times we you know being human again here we go we're Mm -hmm. like got got to be something under my power too you know it's got to be jesus plus me plus me (laughs) right because we Um, know he needs my help yeah and and i think too we just in general feel like we shouldn't be rewarded with these things of the spirit Mm -hmm. unless we do something and that's not entirely true in this case um james 3 17 says but the wisdom from above is first pure then peaceable gentle open to reason full of mercy and good fruits impartial and sincere and i think whenever we are having those issues with us trying to have you know, not wanting to find out what his answer is because mm-hmm. we kind of know what it is. A, a scripture verse just like that kind of tells us that's why we need to listen to yeah, what he's right. going to say. Yeah. Because he is sincere. Yeah. It is true. It is what we need to be paying attention to. Right. Truth is truth, whether you like it. Right. Absolutely. Um, and along one of the descriptors in that, that the next one, which personally is such a thing for me right now, is gentleness. Um, gentleness is a fruit of the spirit, having a gentle spirit. Um, Matthew says that blessed are the meek. The word meek is translated as gentle as well. I know sometimes we think meek is like weakness. That's not true. Um, but it says blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. So like we are called to have a gentle spirit. For some of us, that is not a natural 
reaction. Um, I know for me it is um, not always, and that's something like truly you you want to see the word the you know Lord work in you. Start trying to develop a fruit of the spirit that doesn't come that's naturally. That's not yours, yeah. Because one, <laughs> you gonna start getting tested every week. You want to develop patience? Okay, they'll you know start doing road construction. <laughs> I, I think we talked about that before. Whenever we pray for patience, God yes. doesn't just give you bam patience. Yeah. Right, he no. gives you opportunities to, to learn. learn. <laughs> to be patient. To grow your patience. Um, and gentleness is one of those. And gentleness, one, is something that I feel like is not looked on highly in our society. Yeah. Oh, it's, no. it's viewed as, you know, being a weak. Pushover, weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. pushover. That's a good... Mm-hmm. Um, or like you don't know anything. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's almost like the complete opposite of mm-hmm. having knowledge or wisdom. Yeah, you know? yeah that's... Yeah. Um, and... From a pride standpoint, which, you know, that is the struggle I have, um, a lot of times I think I choose pride and being like, I, I know what you're doing. I can take care of all that over being gentle because it feeds into that pride. And um, so any of the fruits of the spirit, gentleness, gentle spirit is just the one that has been a struggle for me. Um if you ask the Lord, he, he will direct you and help you and put you right in them situations that, ooh. um, but you can also see, and that's somewhere that personally I can look back and see where the spirit has worked. Um, and that may be the spirit holding your tongue, mm-hmm. you know, when you want to say the spirit making you back up that text message and just respond with, okay, when, you know, you had a book typed out <laughs> that you were going to send. Um, well, I think, too, it, it's even in just reading the room mm-hmm. um, that's and good, making yeah. a decision to do something. Like, And I say that because I think that's a, um, you know, we talked about my word of the year. I feel like it kind of evolved and it has become, like, the posture that I present myself to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes, you know, even just reading the room and seeing, you know, it does not hurt me to step out and say something kind to these people, you know, or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, sure, I would have thought it a thousand times over for, you know, the last several years, but I may not would have taken that extra step to have cared for them in that way. Let me say something uplifting and kind about, you know, what I see right. in you or something like that. So I think even gentleness and how we handle, right. you know, the people around us, um, from like an encouragement and a care standpoint too. And I uh, think it not just like, okay, I'm not going to bite their head right. off. You know, yeah, I'm going to pull myself good. back. It's not anything to do with that, but sometimes you need to read the room and see like, yeah. what are these people doing good? Mm-hmm. And let me encourage them. Well, if you just think about like a visual image of Christ, whether it be from a show you've seen, a movie, a uh, you know, Easter production, like Jesus dealing with people, he was gentle. He was straightforward and truthful, but he was loving and compassionate and gentle. Um, well, he just showed up yeah. so much, yeah. which is um, being gentle with people too. Yeah. Like those people who wouldn't normally have that mm-hmm. interaction. Right. I yeah. mean, just showing up right. is. So, gentleness. 
that might be my word for next year is not going to be my <laughs> word for next year. Um, along with trying, speaking of picking out words for next year, self-control. Um, that ain't nobody's word here. No, I said we could just skip this one because no, right? no, no. we're all good. I feel like we talked about it. Shit. <laughs> Second Timothy Check. 1 7 says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline or self control. Um, I like that it gives again, us power because, you know, we yeah. these strong, we these strong single women right. up in here. <laughs> right. We need the power to be self controlled. <laughs> Um, when yeah. they bring around the second bowl of chips at Compadres. Well, um, <laughs> just sit by somebody who wants to take them home and tells you to stop <laughs> eating them. And then you don't get your option of second chips. Oh, so. my goodness. It's fine. Gen- I practiced my gentle spirit. You sure did. Every you did. Chip. You did. So, the I'm Lord done for the day with an opportunity. He did. The Lord said, here we go. <laughs> oh. um, but truthfully, when you are more in tune with the spirit, whether it be a sin you are struggling with, um, next week we're going to talk about guardrails. And I know for me, a lot of my guardrails are based around things that are intentional, but things that I have to have self-control to do, yeah. you know? Um and, I mean, I can tell when I'm not nice in tune with the spirit because my self-control and my, self, my willpower is non-existent. Um, you know, give me all the instantaneous gratification and none of what the Lord has called me to. Right. Um, and, I mean, let's be honest. You can't do it by yourself. We know that's what we've talked about for this whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's good that the Lord knew that and just kind of tapped that on for us. <laughs> so. um, gratefulness. This is one I didn't really think about until I started, I guess, really thinking over it for this um, episode. And in Psalms 103, Um, It says, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, satisfies your desires with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Um, We are so bad, I say we as in me, of getting an answer to a prayer and moving down the checklist to the Mm -hmm. next thing we want. that's why, like we talked about Ebenezer Stones being so important. But that gratefulness, I think, fosters and creates faith and hope. And, you know, but the Satan's real good at getting you to forget the, the stuff you should be grateful for. Or just acting like it should be expected. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. the Lord didn't have to do anything for us that he did, you know. Mm-hmm. And just to act like, you know, it's like... I heard about a kid um, at school who a teacher had gotten there early to help mm-hmm. tutor him um, in math, and he didn't show up till like two seconds before the bell. And she said, "I got here like early. I, you know, left my workout early. I did all these things early to be here for you." And his response was, "Well, that's your job." And like we should not have that attitude towards God because like he didn't have to do anything for mm-hmm. us that he did. Like the unconditional love he gives us, we. I mean, we should just wake up grateful because, mm-hmm. you know, we deserve hell. We deserve, you know, yeah. terrible things, and we're not given that out of love. Um, but I think we just get so blinded to the being grateful because, and again, in our culture, you know, everything's 
instant gratification or whatever. We're just, you know, it's easy to just get lost in the goodness that we do have, you know? Um, yeah. I think, but. I think that's one thing that leads to mm-hmm. a kingdom perspective mm-hmm. because until you understand the weight of his sacrifice mm-hmm. for us right. and you live in that posture of gratefulness that right. you did not have to do anything for us. Like, you know, and what you did for us, like, mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of just like bubbles up everything mm-hmm. else. Um, right. Yeah. That, um, that sense of gratefulness and thankfulness, that's contagious. Right. So yeah, when yeah. you experience that, it, it is evident to others and then it may even help them mm-hmm. become a little bit more or realize that, oh, you know, maybe I didn't say thank you for right. waking up today. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, that's one the of my least things. favorite things about students sometimes is how mm-hmm. entitled they act. Mm-hmm. Like it just, oh, it makes it drives me nuts. That's when I have to practice my self control. Um, <laughs> but, and I think how entitled I act all the time with yeah. that by just yeah. not being grateful. Like, you know, and that, that puts it into perspective of I do not want to act like, those kids <laughs> drive me nuts by yeah. acting entitled that's your job you know um but because he did not owe us anything no. and just the mm-hmm. sacrifice that he made um just when you sit in that for a minute like you said that's it's overwhelming and we should be just overwhelmingly grateful for that the um very first time i ever went to counseling um of course you go through the why are you here you know all that good stuff and um that was, she always gives me homework when I leave, and I'm a nerd, so I love it. And um, so my very first homework ever was to get a journal and to start writing down every day at least one thing I'm grateful for. And in the beginning, it was kind of easy, but then there were some days where I was like, well, I can't think of it. And then I was like, you were trying to think of these, like, this prayer was answered. This, how about you have a job? Mm-hmm. You have a car that gets you from point A to point B. You have a home with air conditioning. You know, and so when you stop, and that's part of my quiet time now, I stop and I write down, um, you know, at least one thing I'm grateful for. It may be something big. It may be something small, like I, I got a good night's sleep. Um, it's not raining. Uh, my air can, <laughs> it's not currently it's not raining um my air conditioning in my classroom miraculously is working even though it was on 85 yesterday you know i mean it can be any small thing but when you stop and kind of force yourself to find something every day even in the small things you start realizing like i don't know it's all Mm -hmm. it's all gravy like it's all great um just it's such a shift of your mm -hmm. heart attitude when you do that Yeah, yeah 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 The kind of heart attitude, boldness, and when I was originally thinking boldness, um, which is Second Timothy again, was what I wrote down because it talks about give us the power to be bold. I originally was thinking like being bold in our witness, being bold in our faith, which is true. But then I was actually thinking about Meg's word of the year with purpose, and sometimes we are called to be bold in something. That one to somebody else probably wouldn't seem bold and also is not this great spiritual thing. Maybe the boldness is to walk across the room and talk to somebody. Maybe the boldness is to give somebody your phone number. Sign up for, I don't know, a ballroom dancing class. Something. That's not it. That's not, <laughs> that's not boldness, people. <laughs> but, like, you don't know where, like, well, it's just saying where yes. the Lord is. Yeah, yeah, saying yes. It's when you... 
or to the point where you can gather wisdom from him and mm-hmm, discern mm-hmm. things and boldness is literally just saying yes yeah um, when you know that it's him yeah even and not put it off yeah mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i Christy. think I, I was gonna say i think i've been guilty of if it seems super spiritual like being asked to be on a committee at church or something okay well yeah i have to say yes but but if it's not spirit it's something that makes me uncomfortable well i mean surely the lord doesn't put as much you know emphasis on that that's not true is he telling is he asking you to be obedient i hope he doesn't put an emphasis on any more committees (laughs) you and me both sister you and me both um but also we are called to come boldly before him Mm -hmm. um and that is one that revolutionized i think my prayer life is when i stopped like i don't know treating prayer like a business letter of like formality like you are supposed to run in like a little kid coming to ask their dad something because that's what you're doing and it literally tells us to be bold to enter the throne room boldly um and i think that's something we're just not we, we've confused that you can be bold and gentle at the same mm-hmm. time yes yeah. Um, and I think we can all agree that that's what Jesus was. He was very gentle, and then he flipped tables. So we had all of it rolled together. So I think that's okay. Um, anything else about boldness? Um, being humble. That's one that, you know, we are called to humble ourselves, um, which is, you know, I think harder for some people than others. Well, I think that, like, when you say boldly come before the Lord and, mm-hmm. you know, ask what you need to ask or mm-hmm. ask ask anything, you know, you have to humble yourself mm-hmm. um, because in our human nature, we think we can't do that. Right. <laughs> you know, here's the box of things that I'm supposed to be in charge of. Here's the box of things he's supposed to be in charge mm-hmm. of. If I'm not handling my box mm-hmm. well, then that's my own fault, but I can't be asking him to handle, right. you know. Um, but you have to humble yourself and be like, I'm a real bad manager of my life, God. <laughs> you put me as the CEO over here of Christie's World, and we're not doing well. <laughs> we're in the red. We're in the red. Yeah. Everything's on fire. Yeah. I'm calling on the board of directors here. <laughs> um, I think probably one of the funniest, not funny of the time, but funniest on like prayer moment realizations I had one time was realizing there was something very specific that I was failing horribly at that I needed to pray about but I literally was like I don't want to talk to the Lord about that maybe he's not noticed yet I'll talk to him about when I get together as if he's not sitting there going what are you doing (laughs) um you know like and how often do we do that I'll go back to church when I get together Mm -hmm. right I'll you know, I'll start reading my Bible again when I didn't fill in the blank the sin that you right. think means you shouldn't read your Bible. Right. Um, so, yeah, the <laughs> the humbling yourself and gently and boldly entering in, that's, man, it, it's hard. Human nature. Um, speaking of things that are hard, contentment. <laughs> oh. That's why I put it close to the bottom. I'm not at a good place at this one. I it, it's hard. Okay, I mean it. Good. Yeah. Good news is you get it's the fruit of the spirit, so you don't. You, this isn't a fruits 
fruits. So if you got at least one of them, you got all of them. Look. Mm-hmm. Okay. You good? I've been killing it. So <laughs> Just think of this as like as the tiniest fruit. Speech. Yeah, the this tiniest is the tiniest fruit. fruit. This is fruit. like yeah. the fruit nobody likes. This is like the raisin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless it. Oh. Um, I had, and this was, I had to. I'm sorry, Lord. Yeah, Lord, we're not being we're blasphemous. Kidding. We're kidding. We're being we're kidding. comedic. He made us funny. <laughs> I hope y'all think we're funny. If not, y'all think we're real blasphemous, which is fine. Um, which our is moms great. are the only people I'm that sorry. listen to this. They think I'm great. They think we're great. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I was thinking about contentment, because I think in our society, contentment is we're almost told not to be good the next thing. Mm-hmm. Get the next hustle. The bigger job. Oh, the big, yeah. like, the you hustle, know, like you're told the... not to be content. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. let's start there. Um, but what I thought about was Habakkuk. We did a big say on Habakkuk um, a couple of years ago, and I'd highlighted, and I'd highlighted a certain thing, so I had to pull out my Bible to find the exact verse. Um, and it's in Habakkuk 3, and he says, Though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the salt. So basically, life sucks. Though life sucks. <laughs> So you got Yet, some raisins. And some raisins. <laughs> and some raisins. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign <laughs> Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of deer. He enables me to trail in the heights. And it's kind of the Daniel 3.18. If not, he is so right, good. Right. Like, we are so transactional with God sometimes. Once again, we, I mean me. Of if I don't, you can say me too. Okay, those we of us sin us. Um, but I don't. If I don't feel content, I choose not to be content. I let contentment be a feeling, and I don't think it's supposed to be. Which oh. I haven't figured out how to transition that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's next year's word. We'll see. I'll put it in a hat and pick one out. Um, but contentment is not, cannot be based on how today is going. It has to be based on oh, overarching yeah. belief. And that yeah. is not something that Emotions make do. that so it Yes, they do. Because so it's like, oh, but I can order this and have yeah. my Amazon package mm-hmm, and it makes mm-hmm. me feel better for all two mm-hmm. days that I get that new thing. Oh, I thought and, you, you know, were going to say DoorDash. Oh, DoorDash too. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, uh, let's because be, that's me. Let's be serious. Hey, Christy, what would make you feel exactly. good right now? Mm-hmm. You had mm-hmm. a bad second block, so you already think all day, what can I order tonight to eat to make me feel better? Yep. So then you stew on it for eight, eight hours. hours. Yeah. And boy, is it a good choice by the time it gets there. <laughs> and then you're it's real upset. They send you they... three forks with the food. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Or it comes cold. Right, right. Because they hit too many red lights. Right, yeah. rude. And then you're mad about that, too. You yeah, lost your just, contentment over here. Yeah. It is. But it's, you have forgotten to be grateful all day right, long. Right, exactly. Like, you have not put yourself in exactly. Well, and that's what, a um, position to be content exactly. at all. Because like, you just focus on the... Yeah. The yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, life. Dr. Dalton Smith that we talked about with the rest book, she said, you cannot reflect something you are not looking at. And I was like, Ugh. like you cannot reflect like when you are looking at God and staying focused mm-hmm. it, it is and it made me feel, I was yeah. like well I'm not going to read any more of this chapter today <laughs> um, but when you 
take your eyes off the true focus. It's so easy to be discontented mm-hmm. and to look around and women compare. I know men compare, but like women compare and that is a place of weakness Satan uses against us. I mean, I thought about that. I was actually talking to a dude, which um, <laughs> the problems there that like I mean, the first time I read an article telling me I wasn't good enough was Seventeen Magazine when I was 12 years old, Mm -hmm. saying, this is how you should do your hair. This is how you should do your makeup. You're not doing, this is how to get, well, you know. So we are built on this culture of being discontent. Mm -hmm. Like, it sells stuff. Like, capitalism is built on discontentment, right? And I Mm -hmm. say that as somebody who teaches business with a business degree. I know that's what that is. Um, And we have to fight so and that's I'm losing right now yeah I was gonna say it's not one that I do great at I'm better than I have been but I'm not that's the when we got to our get your box of raisins (laughs) and and just sit with it for a little bit I need some raisins that's what I need less bitter more glitter that was the moment that I hit and it was I was so discontent with my life my job my relationship status what I looked like I had just gotten angry at everything. Now, I wasn't doing jack squat to fix any of it either. <laughs> I was just angry sure, at that I was point. ordering those Amazon packages. <laughs> but, I, I mean... Okay, the next topic is... <laughs> I'm not good at this one either. Rest? Well, contentment and rest. It's hard to rest if you're not content. We talked Double about whammy. that. Yeah. Put these at the end on purpose. <laughs> I did, I did. Um... In closing, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Romans 8.26 says, In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Um, what a, once again, I feel like, like weight off my shoulder. comfort. Yeah, yeah. Very much comfort. That when you're not content and you can't rest, like... You don't, like, I don't, Lord, at this point, and once again, less bear, more glitter. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I got, I was like, Lord, at this point, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Like, I, I can't get out of this hole. Mm-hmm. I have decided I will, in fact, lay the shovel down since I've been making the hole bigger. <laughs> but, I help. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, that's yep. what we've been waiting on. Here yeah. we go. Well, I mean, you it's know? just like, you Humbly. have to make, yeah, you yeah. have to make the decision mm-hmm. to get up, walk to the thermostat, mm-hmm. access and- it change yeah. it yeah. so that it becomes comfortable and this becomes your home and this becomes the normal right. and this becomes what you flow out of yeah I mean, so you have to put the pride aside and be like well mm-hmm. i didn't do well and, and i can't do humbly. it on my own. Yeah, yeah exactly so the humbleness comes in it does all work together it does well lord here you are again <laughs> won't he still do it Shelley? won't he won't he um and we are promised rest. We've talked about oh, yeah. that. But yeah. I think sometimes we don't like his method of right. rest. <laughs> I say making a really ugly face right now. Um, and so we just fight against it. Like a toddler fighting their nap. Yep. We never get out of that. Um, so, yeah. I, those are at the end because those are the hard ones. And I think those are ones that culturally and then as oh, yeah. women we just struggle with. We do. Um, yeah, that's the, any other, any other thoughts? Um, 
Luke eleven thirteen, and this is one that I try to remember in the discontentment and in the hard times, says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Um, and it goes back to what Christy was saying, like, he is not a God that has changed. He is the creator God. If he loved you enough to save you, if he loved you enough to have his son sent to die for you, why do we think he's punishing us or right. he's, you know, giving up on us? He, he won't, you know, it's just, it's hard. Um, last little quote I have, another um, Sandra Dalton um, Smith one is what is it you see when you look at your life today analyze everything from your family your friends your home where you live the work you do the food you eat the positions you value the place you enjoy the music you listen to the books you read the sports you play the people you encounter and the difference you make in the lives of others if any of these areas do not accurately reflect the abundant life available to you congratulations you are in the perfect place to witness your life resurrected. And um, that came out of a section of this chapter where she is like, if you think your life has fallen apart, I'm so excited to tell you, you are right where you need to be for the Lord to work. Because mm -hmm. that's where he does it. Right. Um, which is good because I ain't never have my life right. real good together. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's a good like, congratulations. You are at the perfect place mm -hmm. to witness your life resurrected. But the Lord, I had somebody once say, the Lord is a gentleman. He will never break down the door. He will stand and knock. It says he knocks. But you got to open the door. So you got to get to the point to decide, okay, mm -hmm. Lord, help me. And sometimes that's where you start. Help me. I, 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 I don't know what else to do or say or where to go. Um, and he will. Yeah. But buckle up, buttercup, because it might be a ride. <laughs> he is in the business of fixing the broken, which he is, is good. Yes. Thank yes. you, Lord. Yes. Amen. From four broken Speaking people. Speaking of broken, <laughs> those broken Tahiti bars. You that picked we ate. up right what I laid down. <laughs> I was sitting there being like, what else? What? We, we just did closing. What? I knew y'all were going to be ugly. We didn't okay. ugly. We're not. What, what'd you think about them? It was okay, but I don't want another. <laughs> Thank you, Bailey, for your contribution to our okay. podcast. If you're you no like, longer in charge of Yummy's <laughs> Show. If y'all like Hava or... Um, wait, 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 like, wait, 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 wait. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of this word. I'll bring it next time. No, 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 no. We're good. Thank you, though. That's so kind. I do like tahini and hummus. Okay, well, this is just like... A sweeter version. It comes in chocolate and pistachio. It's, it's in the gluten-free section of the Walmart. If you no, are interested in trying it, try the pistachio. It was better. It was better. Than I, the I agree. The pistachio which was better. I was shocked. By. It is also very green. I was going to say, it was the texture a problem? For oh, it was a very much problem. <laughs> See, I don't care about texture. Like, raise your fine. hand if you ever wanted to eat chalk as a child, because <laughs> we did. <laughs> Oh, like honestly, honestly, like if I had to eat that whole bar, like if it was not chopped up for us to try everything, and I probably pieces. would have ended up drinking a whole like liter of water along with it. Easy. It was it was dry. I yeah. was taking with me a snack in my purse. They're not they're so terrible, but they're Listen, not what I'm gonna do. Dash. I'm yeah, gonna yeah, want yeah. a Snickers instead. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, they're good for you. They're good for you. Meh. <laughs> no more for those, though. That Yummies Y'all is done. That is done. No, thanks. Thanks for tagging along. See y'all later. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.